All right, Joe. How are you, sir? Buenos dias, senor. Get down. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, wrong show. Wrong show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the gringo show. I forgot. Okay. That's right. Uh, no. That's right. All good, man. I mean, I'll tell you, this weather's been fantastic the last couple of days. And, you know, we got Formula One weekend up, which I can't believe it's been a year. Um, people are piling into town. I mean, it's going to be fun. No, oh, good but, for you. you. Know, I, I haven't even been the fuck outside, so I have no idea. Yeah, no. Well, you know, this is going to be one of those ones where everybody's going to go out to the race and they're going to be like, oh, wow, it's not that hot, you know, because it's only, what, like 84 outside or something. Yeah. But, you know, there's not a cloud in the sky. And that sun just rips. So, you know, expect those yeah. uh, uh, medical tents to be filled up with half drunk, uh, dehydrated people by two. So that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I miss out on everything that's going downtown because I'm, you know, uh, I'm down south in the burbs. Yeah, I can't believe you're like 20 miles south of me. That's crazy. This doesn't yeah. feel like it's that far until, you know, I have to drive out there to like Coral Reef Park or something. Yeah. Is, is it really that far? I thought it was like 11 miles, but it just feels like 20 plus. Yeah. Fucking traffic. Yeah, it must be like, well, whenever I go from here to get down to like a tennis tournament, you know, down below Palmetto High, down by like Coral Reef Park, I swear it takes like 35 minutes to get there. Yeah, it's um, 11 miles. Exactly. But from my house wow, to where you are. So. Anyway, that's crazy. But yeah, but it takes Maybe that's time. going through the water. Maybe that's a straight shot to the water or something. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Chizzy says, is Joe wearing a Darth Vader mask? Is that why his screen is off? Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, May the 4th be with you day. That's May right. So my screen's completely off? Well, your video's off. You can't see the... Yeah, you can see the peacock though, right? Yeah, yeah. We can see the peacock. Yeah, yeah, okay. People want to see... Yeah, just... I know, I know. I mean, that's for subscribers only, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, still digging out from consensus. Yeah, eventually. I mean, we'll get there. I could just tell, like, when I was walking around consensus, um, just the amount of people that knew about the show. Like, I found, like, the the maple finance guys watch the show all the time, you know, really like it. So there's a lot of people watching that, um, you know, are listening that, you know, we're sort of, that I'm sort of missing that I didn't realize that they were until, you know, you go talk to people. So that's a positive thing. That's um, good. That's awesome. You know, we'd love to, yeah, we'd love to figure out some kind of like, you know, I think we talked about this the other day, some kind of a sponsorship thing where it's, you know, four or five people or groups and, you know, maybe we have a brand wall behind us or something, or it's one per day or, you know, one, like somebody gets Monday, somebody gets Tuesday, whatever. But I'd love to figure out a way to put something like that together so that we still maintain editorial independence. You know, I don't want to get to where it's like one group sponsoring us and then everybody starts going, wait, are these guys just touting that line or are they, you know, still the same old crew? And, you know, I think we're the same old crew. I, uh, I totally agree, dude. I totally do. I totally agree. All right. Uh, so uh, what's going on in the world? Uh, 
Uh, you know, I haven't really been paying attention to the news that much lately. How but are I, the banks doing I, today? I haven't even looked. Are, are, I saw some regional crazy. banks are down. Some regional banks are down. I mean, I don't really. Again, oh, I don't really. Which, yeah. Here, yeah, I got something to show you. Fucking, of course, it's. I'm going to open with DeFi Llama because what else would I open with but DeFi Llama? But what are you getting like a token every time you mention it or something? I or wish. A token promissory. Yeah. yeah, I I I should fucking get a token promissory. Uh, they launched a a a, a page that is uh, failed banks. So, <laughs> and total assets inflation adjusted. Uh, back, but how far back does it go? Oh, it looks like it. Oh shit, that's a lot of data. Uh, two thousand one. So it goes back to 2001, but you know, look at these bars though. 2008, we're like, uh, you know, a little more than halfway to 2008 levels at this point. Yeah, I don't know what constitutes a bank failure at this point. Um, I think it's if the I FDIC it. takes it over. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember 08. Of course, there were a ton there, but they were, there was a ton of bailouts too. Um, the stuff that I'm oh, seeing is, right now. Oh, this is not. By the way, the chart is not number of banks. It's a inflation adjusted uh, value uh, assets of the failed banks. So mm. the we're I guess you know essentially it's uh, you know with the three we've had this. No, how many have we had this year? Four this year. Um, the four we've had this year. Total. What did 2008 have? How many did 2008 have? A lot, probably. But there was a, probably a lot of small ones in 2008. Well, a couple of big ones. We know that, right? Yeah, I mean, Bear yeah, Stearns, Lehman Brothers. 2009 had a shit ton of banks closed, but they were all small. 2008, yeah, a good number. But well, when was... um? I, First I guess the... When was the first drop there? It was like, was it, was it either Bear Stearns or Lehman? And I want to say like March of 08, I believe. Um, Bear Stearns, was the, March 16th of 08. That's pretty good memory. Yeah. Well, I would have never okay. pulled that out. Well, no, because I had a $300 million deal get blown apart at that moment. Oh, so, so I always remember so that shit. Stick in your head. Yeah. It's like, you know, up. Up monster fees, then instantly a goose egg. Yeah, um, you know, minus all the opportunity costs. Yeah, everything else mm -hmm. in the list. Those were small ones in two thousand eight, except for that one. Uh, two thousand nine, we had a nice big flood of small banks clashing. I didn't realize how many fucking banks closed then. Holy shit! Well, they probably weren't able to access TARP. You know, yeah. just to remember the the bank bailout thing. So that's probably why they. Niblet says Wabu was the big consumer bank that failed, Washington Mutual. Yeah, I remember that one now. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, I think, you know, I was looking at a few other things, just how much, uh, how many dollars are used in cross-border trade. Um, you know, I mean, just the, the volumes are so high, dollar vis-a-vis -vis everybody else. You know, the amount of money that's in central bank reserves, it's like, you know, I mean, 80% is dollars globally. So, you know, there's so much liquidity sloshing around. 
these individual banks don't really worry me that much, I guess is what I'm getting at, because technically not, it hasn't required that system-wide um, TARP-like thing that was needed because that was taken out all the banks, yeah, you know, the big ones in particular. Ones. This is interesting. Washington Mutual was at the time – 307 billion in assets. Look at the fucking inflation for equal to 427 billion today. So yeah. uh, 15 years later, that's uh, significant. So anyway, uh, okay. What else we got? Uh, sex trading volume is down in April after months of growth. Uh, after three months of consecutive growth, centralized exchange trading volumes fell to their lowest year in April. Their lowest this year in April. Well, okay, so four months. That's not a lot of data to go on. But uh, it did drop last month, uh, kind of uh, kind of making the case that uh, people are on the sidelines. But, you know, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, some people are on the sidelines. Some people aren't. Yep. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cautious right now. But I'm not, you know, I have this firm belief in my mind that yeah there's going to be some kind of a correction but you know i tend to think it's a short-lived one myself yeah. you know deep Good. and steep Good. um so i'm not letting it really affect me i just don't want to get caught with you know dcaing to zero you know that's the thing you gotta yeah. be real careful about um you know dollar cost averaging to nothing i mean i just see you now i was talking to one protocol today that um you know, basically it's been around for five or six years and, you know, they're really tackling that issue in blockchain, you know, about the immutability of it and how you can't deploy it pretty much to any enterprises right now because, you know, the privacy issues on the data. Sure. And so how they're developing like a sub chain kind of product that, um, you know, has all the advantages of blockchain, yet it also has privacy built in. So more right. enterprise specific um, chains. And, you know, so I see stuff like that and I'm like, that's what gets enterprise going. That's what gets government going. That's true. Um, you know, so I definitely see, you know, all these um, improvements, I guess is the word, or, or, you know, all of these builds going on across sectors that it wasn't happening five years ago. Right. You know, it, it seems to me like the enterprise guys are here. Government's here. They're just trying to figure out how to do it. And yeah. when that stuff happens, I mean, that's actual liquidity for all of us. Yeah, um, exactly. I also think people don't understand NFTs still. I think people are still thinking of them as pretty pictures instead of all the other things that they can do. And that is totally undervalued right now in my mind. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm positive, still very positive long-term. Um, although I do sometimes get beat up mentally where I start thinking, man, this sure would be a lot easier just to play Sean's game, you know, <laughs> and, and just, you know, hedge and blah, blah, blah around, something that is driving the whole market and not have to worry about business models and execution risk and things like that. Yeah. Um, totally you know, agree. It definitely is a pretty soothing, it's looking pretty appealing right now to me. Um, but at the same time, you know, I do, I, I, I don't think that's all there is. You know, I think that enterprise and government would, is not going to work on the Bitcoin side, of course, um, for all the reasons that, you know, all the altcoins came out for. Um, but, it will work at some of these other chains. So, you know, again, lots of consolidation coming, you know, lots of failures coming, but man, there's a lot of good stuff out there. So Niblets asked, um, he said, uh, how did DEX volume change over the same period? I'm just looking at Uniswap right now. 
but uh, it was actually in the list. It showed up 4.13% uh, month over month. Um, and overall, I mean, you look at the chart, uh, this is 2023, um, you know, January, February, a little dip here in March, April was up. So uh, decentralized volume is actually uh, showing some growth uh, into May, right? I mean, there's a little decline here off of, uh, off of the, I guess, like the middle of the month. But for the most part, DEX is not seeing the same level of decline as, um, as sex. So, and you know, we, you know how we feel about sexual decline. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a young man's game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I wonder though, with the sexes and DEXs, um, I mean, I think you said that Uniswap was going up 4.3%, right? Yeah. In volume? Yeah, yeah. 4.13. I wonder if this is, again, uh, um, for those who haven't learned it in the past, um, I wonder if it's just people like getting their act together and getting their stuff off central exchanges and trading more indexes. Yeah, maybe. You know, versus sexes. So, yeah, maybe they're starting um, to figure it out. I wish there was, yeah. I thought there was a filter here where I could just show DEXs, but I thought they had a DEX page, but I can't fucking find it. Categories. There we go. DEXs. Combined TVL. Is this just going to be TVL? Uh, yeah, it's just TVL. That sucks. I want volume. Oh, well. Uh, so, I mean, the biggest one, Uniswap, is... Uh, is not seeing a decline month over month. Actually, I guess this is volume. Oh no, this is TVL ranking. Um, but, you know, um, looks good. So yeah, let's see what else we got. Oh, this was interesting. Uh, I just thought this was an interesting data point to add to like a sentiment data point. 36% of the top 1000 crypto projects went silent on blogging this year. Uh, they haven't uploaded a single blog post in 2023, which is really yeah. pretty interesting. Well, you know what I always say whenever I, when people boldly announce their new blog or newsletter, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Now you got to write that shit every week. <laughs> so that first one goes up there and then the second one shows up about three weeks late and then they all just disappear. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because nobody wants to write them. I mean, what are you going to write about this year Yeah, in the last 12 months? I mean, there's well, a lot of good stuff right, out there, but at least you're writing about what the fuck you're do, building, right? I mean, yeah, least, I yeah. would. I mean, try to like develop a brand out there and position yourself as a survivor. Yeah, you know, or that there's something new coming that's going to change the game. But if you're just like writing useless blog content, then you never should have started. Yeah, exactly. Shizzy says uh, banks are failing while the Fed keeps <laughs> raising. I'm so bullish. And I, It'd be nice if Dex volume grew, but we already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. I my thing on the Fed, since Shizzy brought it up, is I, I think they're done with rates. I think that was the last one. Um yeah. because it's just they're just trying to hold on. I saw the ECB came out today and said they're not done raising rates. So, you know, which feeds into what I was saying the other day is that, you know, I think ECB is at was it 3.75 and the Fed's at five and a quarter. Yeah. What you want is those to be sort of close because then you don't get that issue where deposits are leaving Europe to go get another couple of hundred basis points in the U.S. banks or money's flowing from the U.S. to Europe to get a couple of hundred more basis points and then how that affects, you know, trade, pricing of imports and exports. So we want, you know, again, I think, I'm, I, I think Europe and the U.S. are the, probably the two largest economies are pretty darn close to it. Um, 
you don't want those trading blocks having to be affected by the uh, strengths of various currencies amongst yeah. each other. And so when they're in the same interest rate areas, then all of a sudden it's sort of like the U.S. and Europe kind of uh, unify in that economic regard. And then everybody else in the rest of the world is who we all trade against. So yeah. I think there's something I've been thinking about because you, you see it in, I was talking to a Japanese person at the consensus too, because, you know, when I watch all this, I'm like, man, Japan has kind of, angled themselves into a beautiful position right now because after their bubble pop pop back in what was it 89 90 time frame they've been in deflationary market for 30 plus years and it was not fixable they finally got their interest rates back into positive territory so they're inching up so they've yeah. actually done a recovery that you know and all this liquidity they already unleashed into the markets i mean you know japan's back in the game so yeah. You know, so my feeling back to what I was saying with Europe and U.S. and now Japan getting their rates up, um, there's an interesting angle there where you could be coordinating trade policy and things like that and then going after the economies you want to go after. Yeah. So so all of this seems to bode real, real well for me, um, you know, going forward, you know, particularly the European and U.S. piece. So again, that's why I think we're done with interest rates. We want Europe to catch up a little bit. And then we can kind of look at it more, you know, post-war sort of uh, strategies going forward. So I I'm very positive. And then I know that the stuff about interest rate cuts, I mean, some people are calling it in the third quarter of this year. I, I don't really think it's going to happen it's myself. It's not going to happen that fast. Yeah, I just don't see it. What's the I point? I, I can't imagine that, dude. I cannot. Yeah. That. So hey, I think that's quick, optim over optimistic thinking on behalf of. Uh, hey, go ahead, buddy. May have some juicy, before I forget, some juicy Canto related alpha next week. I hope to have a guest on who Ooh. has built something that uh, kind of blew my fucking mind. And, and I'm not, that is not hyperbole. Like it's somebody that I've interviewed in the past multiple times um, with a project uh, that we like, but um, anyway, just wow. Fucking wow. So uh, I'm, I can't tell more right now, uh, but I'm hoping, hoping, uh, hoping next week we can have some discussions about it. So I'll let you guys Does know. Does that name uh, start with an F? An F as in. Yeah. No, yeah, it does not. Oh, it does not. no. I know somebody we've had on. That's why I was wondering who it's him. No, we haven't had them on DeFi lunch, uh, separate on Mission DeFi. But um, oh, really? We have discussed. We had... We've discussed his previous project uh, extensively. Yeah, I'm just because didn't we have like that guy and another one on DeFi lunch? Uh, Once, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. But. But this one is, um, dude. Different guy, different person. I got a Telegram message last night from him. Love him. He's a great guy, um, and and you know, fits the ethos. And um, said, dude, can you take a look at this video? I'm I'm I've been building this for a few months now, and just about ready to go. And want to see what your thoughts are. And I was like, holy shit, dude, you could own Canto. So so wait, it's another project. It's not Canto. It's a project deploying on Canto. Oh, cool. 
And it's taking a model that um, has been copied before and pretty dramatically transforming it. Um, is it a rebase model? Come on, bring it back to the rebases. No rebase. No rebase. Oh, shit. I can't, that's all I can tell you guys. But I just, I just need to lose there. more money. I just need Teas to lose more money this year. Come on. Teasing it out there. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess we should say the obvious. Uh, Sean's not here today, boys and girls. So, if you're, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to make you hang out if you don't want to talk, uh, you don't want to hear about us. Uh, Sean cannot make it this week, but uh, we will expect him bright and shiny next week so uh what did uh what did shizzy say no cuts this year they will cut just as election season starts yes absolutely i think you're probably exactly right shizzy uh nibble says a canto tomb fork nope 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 much more legit than that it's it's so good it's 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 like the simplest idea but also a brilliant idea and it fits the canto ethos perfectly like like absolutely perfect is it a ubi play nope all right no it's a it's a it's a it's an investment play it's um it's uh so we're gonna get some high friggin yields in there is what you're telling us um potentially um Uh but it solves a lot of problems and it opens the door to like i expect to see like a bunch of projects building on this project as well Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. You've got me. Uh, yeah, you got it's, me intrigued. It's fucking brilliant. It's it's. I knew this guy was smart, but this was like holy shit. So they're going to build on this project that's going to be built on Canto. This is a protocol so, they're deploying on Canto. Yes. Huh. Well, what are the ones about there that people build on? Well, I mean, it's like a product. It's a project, right? It's like. Uh, it could, you know, like we have lending protocols and we have DEXs yeah. and, and as Shizzy says, please God, no more solidly foot forks. And we have, you know, <laughs> we have all those kinds of potential things that you can deploy on a chain. Well, it's, it's a protocol. It's, it's one of those things, but it's, yeah. it's a dramatic change to how that protocol operates. Interesting. Yes. Well, tell them to go buy Geist, man. I need a little bump for my college right, tuition right. problem. So I was in a discussion on Telegram yesterday, and 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 somebody put up a a, a thing. Um, uh, uh, I don't remember what it was, but asking for uh, layer ones or layer twos that are in testnet, not mainnet yet, that people are excited about, right? And so I took I took three of those from those discussion, and I went to look at them. And so I'm going to show you each of them. And then you, Joe, are going to tell me. I'm just going to show you. I'm going to show you the homepage of each one, and you're going to tell me which one you think is the fucking scam. All right. I'm not going to make any comments. I'm just going to show them to you. Okay. Okay. Oh shit. The first one is Mantle, Uh, and Mantle. Well, I have to tell you some things. Mantle is uh, actually funded by BitDAO. Uh, it's a separate product. It's a layer two. Um, I don't, let me see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. High performance Ethereum labor two layer two network built with modular architecture. So modular thing bl- delivering high security at low fees. Wow. Builders can leverage mantles, unique design to build dApps with exceptional UX all while r- lying on uh, Ethereum's unrivaled security. Um, so they go into a lot about um, um how it functions and why it's more powerful. 
and how BitDAO is backing it and all that good stuff. All right. So we're just okay. going to take a glance at these. We're not going to go crazy with it. This one, see, I'm having resisting making comments here and I'll make comments after. So this one's called multi-data. Okay. And multi-data is its own chain. But um, as they say, it says, unlock your dApps full potential with multi-data's decentralized Oracle solution. Um, and they um, have already, they're supporting all these chains currently. And I'm not going to eliminate them, even though Canto is not on that list. Yet. Wow, everybody. Um, comprehensive metrics, expansive network coverage, diverse data sources. Um, so they have on and off chain, uh, data sources, servers, sexes and dexes and third party APIs. And they list some of the data sources. Uh, so a lot of exchanges, et cetera. And, um, in network data, uh, uh, utilization across network data access. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, Mantle also has a, uh, I think it's a layer three data layer, um, similar to Greenfield stuff. Uh, what they claim? Oh. Okay. Then this one. Oh, I know where you're going now on the one before. Okay. This one is called uh, Gila Labs. And so it says, empowering the next generation of Web3 adoption, experience the full potential of blockchain with Gila. Uh, our mission, we're not just building a protocol. We're opening up a new gateway for the world to enter a new era of the decentralized economy. We firmly believe that blockchain can bring tremendous benefits to the real world. Co-developed by Gila Labs and the Institute of High Performance Computing under ASTAR, the Gila blockchain aims to bring traditional Web2 solutions to Web3 platforms. Um, this is their research partner, and that's their website. So which one would you most likely invest in, and which one would you least likely invest in? Just based on the website? Yeah, based on those descriptions. Go back to the first one again. Sure. Please. Yep. That's Mantle. Okay. Ecosystem for builders. And what's their big differentiator here? So they're a layer two and they also have a data availability layer sim similar to Greenfield. Yep. So okay. high speed, high security, low fees is the is the claim to fame. And the next one was multi-data, the multi data. It's, a, it's a blockchain dedicated to Oracles. So all oracles, that's kind of interesting. Yep. Um, and then the third one was the web two to web three story. Yeah. Now Gila I've heard of. So um, I, I have never heard of Gila before I saw these. Well, I'm hoping now I'm not misremembering shit. Um, maybe I'm thinking of, so what am I, one of these is a scam or am I just well, saying which one I, I like the best? I, I have no idea if any of them are scams. So just to be clear, um, my, I have I I rejected one out of hand from from reviewing their website. Here, this may help a little bit. So uh, this is the mantle. Let's go through the other pages of the mantle website. Um, this is their developer section, teaching people how to develop and onboard. Uh, they have a thing about uh, existing DApps on their system. Looks like they have a lot of games. Wow, I didn't even notice that before. Holy shit, that's a lot of games. As well as some DeFi shit I see in here. Um, so. Uh, that's that section and then resources they've got their docs their github their faucet their bridge their and their block explorer uh, and then their community section they have a grants program career section telegram blog twitter discord 
Then you go to multi-data. Oh, this is, by the way, I forgot to show this. This is their multi-data explorer for their chain uh, in testnet. Um, yeah, it looks nice, nice UI, whatever. And then this is- This is Mantle or this? Okay, multi-data, this got multi -data. it. multi-data. Uh, so they've got an oh, okay. SDK uh, for their Oracle connections. They have a doc section and then the blockchain explorer. And then this is Hela okay. Lab. Uh, and Hela has what we read and uh, that's their mission. And then their I think the one that I find, I mean, I don't know anything about these, but to me, the first one, Mantle, you know, I mean, it's like, who doesn't have a chain, basically? And, you know, to me, I feel like there's this, you know, there's just too many chains competing for with ecosystems for developers and builds and all of that. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I'm just saying that it's, I mean, I guess the hyperscale piece and the layer three piece maybe is interesting. But the second one, multi-data, I find it interesting just from all the issues with oracles that we've yep. discussed over the last year. Yeah, And without knowing anything about them, I find that really um, kind of a unique sort of, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously everybody talks it, but nobody's completely dedicated to that. And so I kind of yeah. like that. Hila, you know, web two to web three, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah. Um, so I guess the one I would, without knowing anything, I kind of like multi-data the best just because of the problem they're trying to solve. Um, it's unique to like me. The um, the other, uh, probably the first one. Really? That's just, interesting. Well, not, be, not because of the website, just because of, you know, I mean, I talked to like 15 chains in the last week. Okay. And, you know, it's just a question about execution to me. And that's nothing against Mantle. I'm really just trying to pick something unique. Okay, so um, here's, here's, here's where I went, okay? So um, I actually like Multicoin uh, the best in terms of immediate use cases. I actually yep. know about BitDAO, who's backing Mantle, right? And I've had some interactions with some folks from there. So I have a lot of trust in that. Got so it. I feel like it's absolutely legit. And I immediately rejected Gila because there's fucking nothing here. <laughs> there's like, there's yeah, no I can't read the website. No white paper, no. no ecosystem, no fucking nothing. They have three. I, I didn't. It's not fair. I didn't show you, but they only have three followers on Twitter. Blah 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 blah. So, oh yeah, yeah. You know, they haven't even made the fucking effort to say why they are Web two to Web three. Blah blah blah. And uh, she's well, it's easier. She's yeah, you're right. Head. He labs is the scam because they said a space star instead of S star. So uh, anyway, oh, good point. I, yeah. When I heard that, I was thinking of Shizzy too. I heard Aster. I think you and I agree on um, probably most initial potential is multi-data because it's unique. It, it, it's needed in the space. Um, they have, they have shit there. Um, they have net. They're already on, have multiple chains supported and ready to go. Um, so I, and I think that's a cool model and I think it's needed in the space. So that would have been my number one. I would have put mantle number two. Um, yeah. and, and the other thing that that's interesting about mantle is how many dApps are already building on it. And the number of gaming dApps True. is really fascinating to me. I actually want to take a deeper dive into the tech on this one. Cause I haven't yet. And it's not fair. I haven't done that, but, um, anyway, I, I just thought that'd be an interesting experiment, but yeah, I like I I uh, eliminated um, Hila just because there was zero content of value to tell me anything about them. It was all just well, yeah. And look, everybody's saying 
Web two to web three. I mean, everybody's saying that right now. So you better have more than two followers if you're out there saying that shit. <laughs> Grandpa Michael's yeah. back. I oh, just hey. that film Cocoon. Can I buy Cocoon coin? <laughs> <laughs> when Cocoon, when Cocoon. <laughs> and I promised, I didn't ask him to set the, me up for the transition to this next story, but hey, what the fuck? Uh, meme, meme coin hype is fueling bullish Ethereum narrative as burn hits a 10-month high. So all these fucking meme coins launching on uh, Ethereum over the last couple of weeks have actually driven up the Ethereum burn to uh, a 10-month high that's huh. earned $76 million worth of ETH over the past week, uh, primarily because of the volume from uh, meme coins. So there you go. Thank you for that that's second, interesting. Michael. That was awesome. So is Pepe on Ethereum? Because I was just in a chat talking I about Pepe. Pepe was, I thought Pepe was mainnet Ethereum, but I, I have no idea. I haven't taken a deep enough dive. Well, yeah, I mean, that thing's, um, I guess it got to top 10 market cap or something this morning. I mean, insane. it's just insanity, but, um, Eamon but said then look the gas at prices have been brutal. Yeah. Uh, and Niblets is telling us how old he is. Cause now he's quoting, I'm assuming from cocoon, you won't ever grow old and you won't ever die. Uh, and that, that sounds familiar to me. So. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the ordinals play over on Bitcoin. You know, you don't know where it's going, but it sure uses up a lot of shit. Oh, yeah, I've got something on that today. We'll talk about it in a minute. But uh, she right, cool. said the chat GPT made coin was $69. It's pretty cool. It's called Turbo. Oh, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Um, Bitcoin decoupled from stocks. I, I hadn't. I, had, had, had you seen that? No. What are they exactly saying? Correlation to equities has plummeted to 12%, a level not seen since mid-2021. Well, that's not that long back really so when they're saying it's not correlating then they are putting it in an inverse position i guess against what equities do yeah this which would mean from that investment firm corn shares says he's not surprised because equities don't do well when a prospect of a recession's on the horizon yeah that's like a duh um <laughs> You know, I mean, I would love to see some evidence of, you know, basically the risk on risk off correlation or decorrelation or whatever it is, but what the right phrase is. But I would love to see more evidence of that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that really does it other than to say, like, maybe saying it's 12 percent, there's some kind of an indicator there. Um, because I guess when I don't remember what was going on in the equities market in this you know, winter, spring of 21. Was it booming when everything was booming in crypto? You know, first quarter of, of 21. Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember it being that way. So, all right. What's yeah. something to remember? Let's, maybe we get some decoupling here. I would yeah. love a full decoupling instead of this little. Decoupling. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. I haven't been keeping track of mainnet. Shizzy, have you been fucking around with Sui uh, and their mainnet stuff? I know some people in the community were, were, were mucking about over there. I have not. What I have noticed on Twitter about Sui is a shit ton of people calling it uh, a scam. 
I think it's probably Ethereum maximalists who are a little freaked out because this thing supposedly performs really well. This is the one that came out of the team, one of the teams from Aptos and Sui. I think Shizzy was on Aptos, maybe. Yes, um, he was Aptos. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's one of those move the move language based uh, uh, Facebook. Play. Yeah, Facebook team, blah 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 plays, but uh, they are um, live on mainnet. So um, you know, I guess I should dabble over there. I. I don't have fucking time. I, I keep trying to go play around in those ones just to get, you know, in the queue for the future. But again, like you just said, don't have time, man. Do they have a, do you have to have, I'm assuming this has its own wallet, right? You can't use MetaMask. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just looking at it. I'm on CoinGecko. Uh, Shizzy said, yeah, Sui is a ghost, ghost town. No daps. Oh, there you go. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, volume no, of it. it looks like almost a billion dollars in volume in the last 24 hours on Sui. Oh, that's 999 million in volume. That's bizarre. Oh, I wonder what. Hopefully, that's not their VCs dumping. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how in the hell are they? Yeah, market cap 700 million, but the fully diluted number is like 13 and a half billion. So yeah. It looks like we've got half a billion tokens circulating and a total supply of looks like 10 billion. So you've got, you know, 20 X dilution coming um, uh, on that. Yeah. Have they already dropped the tokens and stuff? Do we know? I have no idea. Shizzy said this Aptos was the same. People are just mad. No airdrop. That's why they call it a scam. So, Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah, it just came out like seven days ago or something or within the last couple of days because there's nothing beyond seven days on the charts. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yearn has launched with in partnership with CalSwap, uh, a thing called Dump Services. I'll put the link in the show notes. This is a pretty funny little video. It's cute. Um, decent production values. Um, the essential idea is you can connect your wallet up to this service um, and um, then um, dump all of the coins that are in your wallet immediately without having to do anything else. You don't have to have, I don't think you have to have gas. I think because it's CalSwap, you don't have to have gas of the coin and it just dumps it and sells it off for you automatically. So um, I guess it's just supposed to be an easy way to clean out your wallet, I, I would assume. Yeah, it reminds me of that nuke button that yeah. Matrix Swap was allegedly developing and never quite got there it appears but um yeah. you know that one button push where it just cleans it all out yeah um but man you got to be sitting there in the panic mode at that point if you got that button lit up oh, dude i mean that's like looking at one minute candles or something you know it's right? just like how long is it going to take you to hold off to push that button exactly it's crazy not that long it's crazy um so uh, anyway, that's a cool product. Um, my buddy, Mark, our buddy, you know, Mark, Mark Jeffrey uh, tomorrow is going over this thing that I've seen it in, in Twitter kind of flushing around BRC 20 tokens. We talked about them a little bit last week. It's essentially a, an easy way to move your ordinals, I believe, off of Bitcoin. I thought it was on to Binance, but now I'm not completely sure. Um, anyway, tomorrow on, uh, what the fuck is that show called that they have? Uh, hold on. I'll find it for you. Mark Jeffrey's going to discuss it, uh, tomorrow on across the chains from the guys at block bites. So, okay. uh, I, I hadn't realized it, but they launched a show competing with us daily live at noon, Joe. So I saw somebody, I saw an announcement for a show at, at noon. I was kind of like, yeah, 
Welcome yeah. to the club, SA. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, you know, I've been pretty friendly with those days. They could have done 11 or one, but no, but I, I like them. And, and Mark isn't the leader of the show. He, he's just a, he's a kind of normal co-host, whatever comes on. Um, but uh, I'm really interested in what this is. Evidently, the volumes have been increasing and growing. And uh, so, you know, uh, this is interesting. And I love anything that's kind of like driving more activity on chain on the on the Bitcoin network and makes it actually usable for something else. So from my perspective, uh, I think that's uh, I think that's a good idea. Shizzy said that's 100% of VCs dumping on OKX, the SUI, the SUI dumps. Uh, yeah. Okay. Damon call it the dump service, the spring cleaning button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All this shit out of, and you know, when you have those remnants around, it just fucking reminds you of the shitty, stupid stuff you did. So clear it out. Right. <laughs> Yeah, although sometimes, you know, I have had those remnants turn into shitloads of bank. Yeah. Just, you know, somebody gets together and gets a new listing and all of a sudden shit that was like six zeros all of a sudden is going at seven cents. And you're like, holy shit, I didn't expect that. Yeah, um, exactly. What is what is Eamon saying? Careful uh, with BRC. Eamon said, careful with BRC coins. I think you lose any Bitcoin in the address that receives BRC tokens Something weird like that, like it's Ooh. a swap over for, for the Bitcoin you have over to the network. I, I don't know how it works, but anyway, he said, be careful with it. So, you know, you guys watch Mark tomorrow and, and he'll give you insights on it. And Shizzy says he's been cheating on us. Uh, I watch block bites when you guys are missing in action. You're just supposed to abstain when we're not home, Shizzy. Yeah, or watch reruns, buddy. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things on ordinals <laughs> is that... um. You know, again, I don't really trust the space, to be honest, but um, because there's so much hype, as, as Sean's pointed out in the past. But the two that I was in at the beginning, I, the first one I got in was OFI, which I basically did like a three or four X. I, I think they rug pulled everybody last week, too. So um, I got out of that one before that. And then I went into ORD, I think it's Ordinex, you know, with a nice quadrillion tokens or something like that. Some obscene number and and um, you know, I've rode that up and down once. Where are you twice. buying these, Joe? Are you like buying going through the whole ordinals process, or how are you getting those? No, I'm just buying them on uh, Uniswap or something like that, or oh, Sushi okay. Swap. Okay. On ETH, so um, so that one I've watched Ordinex. I've watched go up and down. They're trying to be the blur of ordinals or whatever. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, who doesn't want to be the blur of ordinals? Well, I want to be the blur said. of ordinals. It's easier said than done, of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I've rode that one up and down a couple of times and I'm just waiting. You know, I keep I've taken some profits and reloaded on the dips. And now I'm just waiting for one more push. And and, and I'll probably bolt out of there. I um, mean, I've only got like 56 billion of them. So, um, you know, I think it's worth about four dollars. But the point is that um, no, it's worth more than that. But but it's not a ton. But be yeah. careful in those whoever's yeah. doing anything. But there is a nice ranging up and down. There's definitely money to be made there trading. I just don't know. I mean, I just don't know if there's a long-term hold there, yeah, I guess yeah. is my point. So, I mean, I think, I think there's a core base of Bitcoin folks who are very excited for this shit. And so I think there's potential, but um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I know Mark has been really heavily uh, engaged and buying those from the very beginning. So uh, I'm, I'm just curious what this BRC thing opens up. I think what it opens up is other opportunities for building around 
the ordinal system on Bitcoin, just doing it elsewhere. But again, I don't understand it. Um, Coinbase sent an email to users yesterday saying they are going to cease issuing new Bitcoin backed loans via their borrow service. Um, they didn't give any reason whatsoever in the email, though. They just said we're no longer going to be allow it. Um, outstanding loans that are still in there are still fine. Nothing's going to change. But if I thought my initial gut reaction was, oh, fuck, they're just kind of bending to the regulatory pressure. But I would think the last thing that you worried about shutting down would be Bitcoin based shit. Right. As opposed to, you know, relative to what the SEC says or whatever. It may just be that there's not enough interest in the product. And that's why they're like, fuck it. We're not going to maintain this anymore. But um, just sounded a little strange to me. So. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that either. I kind of thought they were just throwing a bone to the SEC guys because at the same time, I think some judge ruled today that the SEC has to respond to Coinbase's um, request for clarification on oh, regulation. I didn't see that shit, really? Yeah, oh. yeah. I don't, I don't know where it was, but some judge said that SEC has to respond. Good. Um, so you know, i.e., you know, the questions Coinbase is asking, what, yeah. which are securities? Yeah. Um, of course, we know they don't have an answer. Yep. Uh, or they do, but it's not a good answer. So. The Third Circuit. Hold on. Let me uh, let me load a tab. So uh, this is uh, Paul Grewald, the uh, attorney from uh, Coinbase, uh, chief legal from Coinbase. What the fuck is the connection? Uh, the Third Circuit just issued a text-only order directing the SEC to file a response to our mandamus petition within 10 days and gave us seven days for a reply. Here's the text of the order. The direction of the court responded is ordered to file an answer to the petition for writ of mandamus within 10 days of the date of its order. Petitioner may file a reply to the response within seven days. We appreciate the court's careful consideration of this matter. Awesome. Because yeah. this is – look, the whole point of this is for Gary to come back and say no – and then Coinbase to go full on, you know, assault, legal assault. So hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, that'll 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 result in some shit. We'll see. Um, yeah, we just need clarification. You know. Yeah. yeah. This is AI related, but I I was just appalled at this stupidity. So this uh, the uh, chair of the Federal Trade Commission posted an opinion piece in the New York Times talking about all the horrible dangers of uh, AI and how bad it could be and how people are getting scammed and how dangerous it is and blah, blah, blah. I mean, the entire article is that. But look at this headline. Look at the title. Lena Khan, we must regulate AI. Here's how. There's not a fucking speck of how, here's how in here. Because they can't. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. it's like this posturing stupidity of, 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 hey, we see the problem. We're on it. Don't worry about it. We got you covered, Americans. And it's bullshit. They have no fucking clue what to do because this shit's out in the wild now. I mean, it's not just ChatGPT. There are dozens and dozens of LLM, you know, large language, large language models out there on the market right, right now, open source that you can get and use and train and change and do whatever you want with. So, um, you know, it, it's just interesting. Oh, speaking of AI, um, I connected up with the um, uh, founder of Akash, who I interviewed recently, and he wanted to talk about uh, uh, AI stuff. So tomorrow mid-afternoon, he and I are going to jump on a spaces that he set up that, uh, oh, cool. um, to talk. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that because Akash has, is, has a GPU marketplace.
And so GPUs are what drive AI and, um, or the infrastructure needed for AI. And so I think they're in a really cool position. So I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it more. Um, they've got developers in their ecosystem developing all kinds of apps for their marketplace capabilities. Um, so it'll be interesting to chat. So uh, I'm getting a little taste of AI. And then um, I think uh, Marcello from Singularity Nets coming on next week. Um, they are the DeFi-based uh, AI project, but they have just announced um, that they are getting close to launching a model uh, with other aspects of AI capabilities that they claim is superior to the capabilities of ChatGPT. And that is a project that was funded in the DeFi space. So huh. it would be really cool to see that, um, that actually happen and they get some attention for the fact that they are creating a superior model. Um, ben Wurzel, the, the, one of the original kind of AI guys, uh, is head of that project. And um, they're doing also attempting to work to make uh, AI models decentralized on chain. So lots of cool shit happening in that space related to DeFi. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to both of those conversations. So, yeah, that'll be cool because I'm kind of losing track of what's going on over there these days. Yeah. Um, I'm not too, I mean, I get why people are worried about it. I mean, all you got to do is tee up some Terminator and you'll, uh, get some <laughs> some interesting ideas um yeah but damn if it couldn't tackle if it could tackle a lot of the useless bullshit i have to do all day i'm all for it yeah. without telling me about it you know i just wish that something could just do it well um, it, we're getting closer and closer to that already with what exists with the agent capabilities i've been playing with uh, autonomous agents quite a bit uh, over the last week yeah. or so and um, it's look, it's not something that the average person is going to dive into yet, but it is uh, it's not going to be long before uh, we can do it, you know, through the chat GPT interface or through the uh, Bing uh, interface in edge. So um, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. Eamon said, well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and if you think anybody's going to get around to regulating this, you're fucking high. It's it's because so they can't even on. get around to regulating crypto, yeah. let alone DeFi, let alone, I mean, DeSantis came out today. I think the legislation was signed today or it was approved, but, you know, banning CBDs in Florida, not CBDs, CB, CBDs, the central yeah. bank coins. Yeah. 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 Um, in Florida. And, and, and so, then, you know, as a payment method. So, you know, does that mean we can't send USDT to pay for shit from here? Right. Sure. Sounds like it. Yeah. So, you know, they can't even figure that shit out. So yeah. you let alone, you know, AI from a federal versus state's right perspective, it's never going to get done until the robots are running in the streets amok. Yeah. Eamon said uh, in quotes, uh, I guess, as Coinbase, if you're using a sex for borrowing on crypto, what are you even doing? Go take your borrow needs to DeFi and hope you don't get rugged over there. Yeah. Chuck, who is always the AI cynicist, says Chat GPT would be akin to Rosie from the Jetsons if it had <laughs> to be a Terminator. <laughs> said, Chat GPT has been teaching me how to code. When I get stuck, it shows me exactly what to do. I just wish I had more time. Totally agree, dude. I'm I'm generating apps with, with Chat GPT. So um Anything else yeah. we need to make sure we talk about today? I don't think so. I, think, I don't I think, think so. I think we're good, Joe. Oh, yeah. Quick, let me make sure. This real quick. This is such an interesting yeah. concept. I, I, I like this concept. I, I mean, I think we have similar things kind of functioning in the world, but unfortunately, it's built on 
the tainted brand of wormhole, but maybe I need to give these guys another shot and another look because they seem to be building and doing a lot. Uh, Nexa is introducing what they're called chain agnostic token standard. Anybody can deploy tokens that are um, seamlessly transferred and exist in a contacted manner across all chains. Uh, so it's using wormhole um, to make that possible. I, I don't know the level of security concerns regarding that. Um, but the idea that you can take existing or new tokens and NFTs and make them cross chain as well as so new or existing ones, making them cross chain, seamlessly cross chain. This seemed like a cool thing. They're launching first on Ethereum, BNB chain, Polygon, AVEX, Arbitrum and Optimism and Solana, Sui, Aptos networks are next. But um, interesting concept. Um, yeah. I don't know the inner workings of it, but, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, no, it's cool. All right, dude, that's all I got. Uh, well, that's not all yeah. I got. That's all I want to talk about today. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm ready to shut it down. I'm pretty worn out. Um, trying to think what else is going on. Is it what is today? Today's Thursday. Okay, Today's so we can't Thursday. do. Well, we can say have a good weekend. Yeah, of yeah, course, have a good have weekend, a weekend, everyone. Have a good weekend, boys and girls. Yeah. yeah have um, a good weekend, Joe. You too, man. All you right. too. Thank you, um, Shizzy, Chuck, Eamon, Niblets, uh, Michael, Grandpa Michael. Thank you for coming. Um, we appreciate you being here. And uh, we'll launch. Hey, you could go over to Nexa and launch Cocoon Coin as a cross-chain coin. They have an entire like little dApp that you can like come in and build your own coin on their site. So maybe Michael ooh. will release uh, Cocoon, Cocoon Coin. May the fourth be with you. That is right, Niblets. May the fourth be with you. Uh, thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go rate and review us. I know it's just an oversight. Uh, go rate and review us on Apple Podcast and on Spotify. Come on. You're listening. Open the app. Stop. Pull over in the road or whatever you're doing. Go in there. Click the star. Say Brad and Joe are brilliant. And you're done. That's all you got to do. Yeah. All you, that is all you have to pay us for watching, for, for listening to us make idiots of ourselves every day. It's priceless. It's absolutely priceless. And all we ask is a click and a few words. That's it. That's all we ask. That's all you got to do. We, we recognize that it's a bit redundant and obvious because everybody already knows that, but still it helps us with the lemmings out there. So please exactly. do. Exactly. It boosts our ranking when people are searching on the word DeFi. So please. That's right. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, please uh, make sure you're subscribed. Click the little bell so you get notified when more of this goodness is out. And uh, make sure you smash the thumbs up. We don't get to see Joe smashing the thumbs up anything more. But uh, you guys can visualize it, though, right? See, this is what I secretly think is going on here. Eamon said it right there. Now the fucking silent thing has been said out loud. He said, but then more people will find the alpha. See, that's it. They're trying to keep yeah. from getting popular, Joe, because they're afraid that then, you know, everyone else will get this brilliance. Yeah, no, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, it is a conundrum, that's for sure. It is a total conundrum because, you know, why wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't want to share. I wouldn't want to share. Well, when people give me tips and I learn new stuff, I don't walk around sharing it with everybody right away. No. You know, until you I buy take it. So you can yeah, get your position in <laughs> exactly what is that? A friend of ours used to say, uh, fill before shill. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now we don't shill though, but we don't shill. No, um, no. we just talk no. about shit that looks pretty good. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, you get the raw. But yeah, no, I mean, here we don't have enough fucking sense to buy before we chill here. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, we talk about some stuff. How many fucking shows in are we? Three hundred. I think we're like three hundred thirty-nine. We haven't fucking we haven't fucking front run a shill yet. We I think it's time, Joe. Yeah, yeah, but we got to make it count. We got to make it one that will really pop our wallets. So I don't know what that's going to be. Um, but I just refer, um, you know, look, I don't mind it because I like the fact that people value our opinions yeah. um, to where they're regarding it as proprietary alpha data. So that's cool. Yes. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, maybe that means that we have to have like two layers then. There has to be like the inside layer, like everybody here. Yeah. And then we have to have some kind of a layer for the masses. Yeah, that's you know, idea. and I don't, you know, maybe, you know, maybe like the live version is um, some kind of special club. And then the, all the, the listening version, which, you know, is out later, uh, is for any, everyone, you know, so that way the people that do show up to watch or listen at lunchtime, you know, get rewarded with a six hour heads up on everybody else. Yeah. Maybe you know, so. something like that. Like um that. You know, that way the alpha is, is actionable alpha for like four to six hours. Um, and it's not like we're doing anything other than just, you know, sharing the wealth. But, um, you know, something to think about. Maybe there is a way to do it that way. Yep. I mean, I guess we already kind of are doing it that way, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. It's, not, it's not proprietary viewership. It's still open yeah. at lunchtime. Yeah. So let's figure that out. Okay. But anyhow, man, great week. Everything looks good to me. Um, it's going to be a big party up weekend, so good probably you, won't man. see much of me. Do you like going till, to uh, the race parties and shit? I don't know if I'm going to do that this year. Um, I did last year, but I'm telling you, Miami Gardens are like out there, you know, at the Hard Rock Arena or whatever it's called out there, stadium. It's friggin' hot out there. I mean, it's not like... I think this Formula One race should have ripped down through downtown and the causeways out Key Biscayne and out MacArthur through South Beach and back. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's more expensive um, because they kind of built a course out there for it. But still, it's like, you know, you're out next to the Everglades and that sun's up like today, maybe 85. I mean, you're going to get smoked out there. I mean, it's it's tough. Um, and all the mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. At least out on like Key Biscayne. You know, it's actually chilly out there with the breeze. Yeah. So, you know, at least when it gets a little darker. But but still, it's still a good time either way. I agree. Um, I just, you know, kind of like, I mean, you know me, I like it to keep it easy. You know, I don't like to be out in the mob scene and the, you know, sun, direct sun, you know, with hundreds of people swilling mojitos, you know, or excuse me, thousands of people. It's just not my idea of a good time. I like the air-conditioned paddock area. A good big screen TV and then all this you shit going on like VIP 50 feet passes. away. Where's all your money bug friends? Get them in here. Get you in there. I got to get them some deals, man. I just get the basic stuff now. I got to like yeah. make somebody a couple million dollars and I'll get back in the VIP circle. Got to get the upgrades. So, Niblet said, right. uh, Niblet said NFT for access to the inside layer coming soon. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, and yeah. said, Joe partying with his Davos buds this weekend at Formula One. <laughs> 
Yeah, those and all the uh, I guess those are all the WEF guys. Is that right? There you go. There you go. Everybody's got their WEF tattoo hidden, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Joe's got the no, inside loop on the evil people. Yeah, and I'll tell you though, dude, they're not that smart. But I was listening to a VC on a show today and I'm like, you know, everybody just kind of assumes the VCs are fucking smart and they know what they're doing. They don't. They don't. No, they're just I mean, playing it safe. There are some really brilliant ones. Don't get me wrong. I've known really brilliant VCs in my career, but there's a lot that just kind of fucking tag along with whoever's doing whatever they're doing. Well, and you only hear about the winners. You know, you don't hear about the 47 losses that got you those that winner. Yeah. Um, and so remember with VCs, it's more about the process. It's more about what the value is they get in on, who are the co-investors, yeah. who is the team, how long have they been around, yeah. you know, because when you go to somebody like Sequoia or somebody like that, you know, or Kleiner, and, you know, first of all, you got to crack into them because – I tell you, they don't even read anything just sent in cold. They just, there's right. interns supposedly looking at it, but you know, nobody cares. It's like their friends bring them deals or their portfolio company, people that did giant exits and the bazillions of dollars bring them deals. So you got to have a sponsor, but once you're in, they bring you like the management team too. Yeah. You know, of everybody who did the IPO or created the billion dollar company. So execution risk kind of gets, you know, taken off the table, then it just becomes about, you know, can you get there fast enough to meet the market? Yeah. Um, and do more competitors come. And so, you know, you got to understand they do that process with every single portfolio company. So, you know, people can all execute, but then it's just a matter of do the original assumptions hold. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, you can't think of them as super geniuses. You know, they're just, regular people, you know, trying to make some money. Um, but if they do pick something and they're from an anointed firm, then you have to think that that's got as good a shot as anybody of making the big time. So, true. you know, that's, that's what it is. It's just a brand, I, you know, I it's a validation. Else, they're like leader VCs who are out there doing yep. the research, diving in, understanding what's going on and leading the deals. And then there are the guys who are just like, yeah, cool. I'll go with the guys that are smart. Yeah, the followers. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, if you want to be a follower VC, then you've got to be hanging out partying with the lead VCs so yeah. that they keep you cut in. And you've got to bring them deals, too. Right. Like, you know, don't try to lead shit yourself. You find something really good, kick it over to the big boys, and then they'll give you an allocation. Um, it's like anything. You don't compete with them. You just add value to them. And then you try to, like, stay in their um, draft, so to speak, so you yep. get access to all the deals. But you know, it, it's just more likely that's going to succeed than, you know, someone just comes up with a great idea and then tries to execute themselves. And not that it yeah. never happens, but, you know, but that's what you got to think of them as. They're not smarter than you. If you got an ID, an idea, um, they just have a bigger network around that can execute your idea. Yeah. So, you know, don't be stingy with those guys because, you know, it reminds you real quick of this deal with a stem cell company back, you know, 20 plus years ago. And I remember it was healthcare ventures came in and they had, you know, quiet group out of Princeton and they had done Solera and HGS and they came in and pitched some deal. And, and some of the guys I was with turned it down where I was like, let's take it. But they were going to, you know, basically pony up like 270 million in financing into a, essentially a startup. They actually did have a series A in it, but they wanted like, 80% of the company. Wow. And everybody's like, Oh no, we can't give up control. And I'm like, 
280 million dollars i'm like we can't give up control what are you kidding me now all of a sudden all our shares are worth you know uh you know 20 million each basically yeah right and we don't want to do this because yeah. then we never have to look for money and they're like no no the valuation is not high enough well make a long story short it you know it never got close to that level as far as valuation going the other way right. um but you know my thing is if someone's there with all the money don't get squeamish on control get squeamish on how much money's in your pocket yeah and that's it yeah. um Take some money off the table, keep the rest locked up. So then you can just go all out. And if you fail, you fail, but you still, you know, got a little rich on the, on the deal. And then you'll get in the next deal, you know, because then that VC fund will put you as management in the next project Absolutely. as long as you like play the game. So, yeah. you know, that's the difference to me, um, you know, between say incubating and between actually really doing VC work um, and both have their advantages. You just have to always balance it. You know, and don't believe anybody. Makes sense. You Say know, goodbye, so. Joe. Bye, everybody. Or bye, Joe. There you go. Thank you. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Love you. Cheers, guys. all. Have a good